Welcome, welcome. You're listening to season six of Oh My Travel Podcast. A travel podcast that highlights women, people of color, and our travel community. I'm your host, Janine, aka The Wild Explorer. And I'm your co-host, Martha, aka Martha Getza. We have a great episode for you today. So let's go. So Martha and I have a very special guest on our show. We have Travel with Guy. Guy, please tell us, tell our audience um, all about Travel with Guy. Hey, hey, hey. Happy to be on. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, you know, so Travel with Guy actually started during the pandemic, <laughs> or actually just before it. Ironically enough, I was living in New York. Um, I'm from the East Coast originally, born in Jersey and living in Connecticut, and then went to New York for most of my you know, professional career. And, you know, I wanted to share a little bit more of my photography and things like that. And I was like, you know what? I think I could do some tours around this awesome city that I call home, which was New York City. And then the pandemic hit and I was like, what am I going to do? This is wild. Um, so I kind of just spent a little bit of time, maybe six months, just learning more of owning my photography skills and then getting into video. And then when things were getting kind of hot and heavy, we're like, you know, New York is kind of shut down. It's a little scary here. So we picked up and moved from one hotspot and went to the other side of the country and, and moved to San Francisco, moved to the Bay Area. And you know, West Coast, best coast. <laughs> so now we're, um, we're, we're exploring a lot of, you know, Northern California and kind of our backyard and things like that. And, um, you know, that's kind of where travel, travel with guys going right now. Oh, amazing. I didn't know you moved so recently. Yeah, it was wild. It was an absolutely, I don't recommend moving during a pandemic. <laughs> I think it's noted a, for the next time. Right. It, it's <laughs> at least three months for our, our stuff to get here. And we moved during fire season, which I didn't even realize fire season was a thing until you get here. And it's like, wow, it's like, mark this on your calendar. <laughs> Yeah, it's insane. It really is crazy for people that are not familiar with it. It's like we're on fire, literally. Literally. Yeah. It was very weird to walk outside and just kind of smell it. But, you know, it's funny because we were still, you have to kind of avoid the fire, but we were so happy to be outside and, and being able to hike and explore out here. When we were in New York, things were so crowded. We were lucky to have a car, but we would still drive like an hour, an hour and a half outside of the city to go on a hike and it was still packed. You're like, you can't, you can't do the social distancing thing. What is this? And California is just gorgeous. So we, we've loved it so far. I'm so glad you've been having an amazing time. Um, it definitely looks like it from all of your travel photos that you share. Um, for our audience who is not so familiar with you, we um, prepared some uh, questions for you. Um, these it. are more, this isn't like the interview part. This is just our rapid fire, um, this or that, uh, portion. Icebreaker. <laughs> yes, our icebreaker. <laughs> um, so we, we have some, we think they're, they're fun ones. So we'll Let's see what it. you think. So Let's this or that, let's go. Clam chowder or lobster bisque? Oh, definitely lobster. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, next one, road trip solo or with friends? Ooh, this one's hard. Uh, can I say both? Uh, you, could say, you could say both. We what I love to one. do, I actually love to do trips where I start off solo for a couple of weeks and then have my friends meet me out there. 
Oh, I like okay, it for a couple fair. weeks. I love that. Yeah. I love it. My, it gives my friends super anxiety when they're like, I'm like, yeah, I didn't really book a flight home yet. I'll figure that out later. They're like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> but I travel really flexibly. I love it. Uh, awesome. Okay. Uh, hotel or Airbnb? Ooh, I travel uh, like 40, 40 weeks out of the year professionally in hotels. I, I'm team Airbnb. I absolutely love getting that home-cooked meal and that vibe. And, you know, every time you walk into a hotel, you, you turn left, like there's the bathroom, you go straight, there's like your couch and your bed. No, that's boring. Team Airbnb. Very template. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so Airbnb for fun because you've just spent so much time in hotels. So much job. time. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think I know the answer to this one, but planner <laughs> or spur of the moment. Ooh. Yeah, I'm I'm very much spur. I like uh, I have this policy like I'll I call it like I'll get in the car if the, you know the theory is if there's a car outside and your friends are out there and like hey they're get it like, get in I'm like yeah I'll get in don't really care where I'm going. Um, <laughs> it gives all of my friends anxiety, but I'm like guys it, you know whatever you want to do I'm just here to enhance your experience. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. We all need a guy in our in our group. Like you are you are the guy. Yeah, Literally. yeah, you know, I think I think there's rules, right? If you aren't willing to plan, you're not allowed to like. You you gotta, you can't. You detract. can't complain. You can't complain. You didn't. You, you had a chance for your opinion. So for all the planners out there, enjoy it and whatever you want to do, you do it and get some people who will enhance it with you. <laughs> exactly. Um, Monterey or Santa Cruz? Ooh. Um. I really like Monterey and if we're including Carmel and the mm -hmm. views out there and the hikes, it's, it's gorgeous. Santa Cruz is great. The leaning, the, the gravity, you've been in the gravity hut thing, whatever it's called. Oh, what? Yes. what is I that? don't know about gravity. I mean, I know about gravity, but what are you talking about <laughs> gravity um, in Santa Cruz specifically? <laughs> the mystery spot, the, the mystery spot. Yes. It's like a place that defies gravity. I don't know. It's something it just like defies physics. Like I'll, I'll have to show you a photo too, but. Um, oh, we need to see that. You basically. I don't, like I've lean, never heard of that. You lean the wrong direct. It's, it's incredible. And it's, it's very trippy too. Once you're in there and you're thinking like, oh, this is a hoax. This is a thing. No, no, no. You go in there and you can feel nature, forces of nature going against you. It's so wild. Oh my God. I wonder what the history behind that location is like historically. When you go, they give you a full tour. And I don't remember the full history, but there was a family that basically built two cabins, like pretty close to each other. Um, one in the gravity spot, the, the mystery spot itself is probably a circumference of like 50 to hundred feet. So it's not huge. You know, it's like the size a little bit, it, it protrudes a little bit further than the size of a cabin, you know, your, your typical cabin out there. Um, mm -hmm. And so they were trying to clear out the whole land around it. And they were like, we can't build here. We literally don't know how to build anything that's going to go straight. And so they couldn't, they wanted to sell the lot all or nothing and couldn't do it. Um, and I won't, I won't give away any more of the, the, the spoilers there. I would, I would highly recommend it. It's really cool. And it's, it's quick and easy. Um, but they had some struggles and it's interesting to see how they, how they all set it up now. Okay. I have to check that out. I'm very interested now. Yeah. Although I am a little bit creeped out. <laughs> like what if bad stuff happened like just bad vibes uh some bad juju yeah i'm, I'm yeah. a believer there and i'm like i i didn't feel bad juju i felt more aliens than, than oh <laughs> okay which i mean it's like which is worse which would yeah. you prefer right ooh, ooh. 
mm-hmm. like extraterrestrial vibes or like I guess extraterrestrial vibes I mean, are better than evil vibes if they're friendly then sure <laughs> but you know that an evil vibe is an evil vibe regardless right. either way yeah and let's wait unless the evil vibes just misunderstood I don't know I don't know the answer Okay, I have to look it up. <laughs> this is why it's called the mystery spot. <laughs> All right. Mystery spot. Let's this or that, NorCal or SoCal. Ooh. You know, I, um, I'm a huge San Diego fan, personally. It's probably the one spot I would see myself living for, like, 50 years. Um, oh, I don't know, but I really love Tahoe. It's so... <laughs> Where would I? Uh, I'll say SoCal. I'll say SoCal. Oh, all right, all right. I was, you gotta make. You gotta be. You gotta make decisions. You gotta be decisive. But it's close. I really love them both. Yeah, there's just so many good things about about the two. I, I get you. I I, I struggle too. <laughs> all right. Well, we want to talk about your travel journey where like where did your where did your travel life like kind of start like what kind of propelled you into just like traveling so much and where did it all begin yeah sure so I uh born in Jersey and grew up on the east coast grew up in Connecticut and in Connecticut my my universe I I call it a bubble my bubble was really small in Connecticut Everyone has to have a car. There's no public transportation. Everything is like an hour away. If you want to do anything, it's an hour away from, from anything else. Like there's no, it's like this, it's like a mystery spot. It's weird how everything is an hour away. Um, And although like growing up, my dad did, um, he he does video production for sports companies. So out of Connecticut, we would do a lot of things in like New York and Boston and a lot of colleges in the New England area. And so I kind of like was born or we grew up traveling on the weekends, whatever hotel my dad would get, you know, we'd go travel with him, see a game. And it's, it wasn't really anything how I travel today. Like I wasn't exploring the cities so much and we weren't going out. We didn't have a lot growing up. Um, We just had these free hotels that my dad was getting through work. um, And we'd actually spend a lot of time in those. I mean, I grew up learning to swim in pools from hotels, which is funny. Um, but I feel like I, I really grew up in a bubble and I went to school in Connecticut as well. And the only thing I want to do is get out of that. Um, so when I, when I graduated, I went to, I went to school, uh, I went to work in wall street, went to straight to New York. And that was kind of the first time where I was really exposed to a lot of folks who, you know, I could look up to as role models and the people I looked up to the most were just so well-traveled. They, the people who were most adaptable, the people who built the best relationships, the people who I was kind of envious of, just knew more about how the world worked. And I remember interviewing you know, during my internships, um, like informally with other colleagues, and just saying like, yeah, you know, I've been to San Fran. This is what that city's like in Chicago. Like they have a good architecture vibe and they have a good food vibe. And then if you go down South, like if you go to Miami, it's like really hot, but they really appreciate the beach and the culture. And I was like, I don't know anything you're talking about, but this all sounds great. So I really got that bug sparked in me. Um, and then I kind of, I figured out how to travel cheaply, kind of using some points and miles and things like that. And took my first trip. My first big trip was to um, Rio. I went for Carnival which is wild. For- <laughs> that is a big, yeah, that's like huge trip. And that was on points. That was one of my first trips I did just before points. So I had, I had just opened up a credit card 
and I was earning points. That was one of the trips. I mean, I didn't know what I was doing at all. No idea. And it was a 10 and a half hour flight that I flew in economy. I'm a big guy. I'm like, I'm 6'2", uh, you know, 220. And you don't want to be in those t- tiny, like little economy seats. And I had, a, I had an amazing experience. I met someone out there who was getting her PhD. She was actually um, hired by Brazil from Australia to do research on like their, their corporate, their, their culture and their economy. And I just met her at Sugarloaf and she was just explaining to me all about the Brazilian culture. Like she was, she was a solo traveler. I was solo in this, in this instance. And um, I just learned so much more than any other book I could have read or anything like that. And I was hooked. And then from there, I was just trying to figure out how can I afford to travel more? Um, And, you know, since then I've been nearly 20 other countries doing it. So that's kind of how it all started. Oh, that's amazing. And you bring up like something that really resonates is like, traveling traveling is like it's education you learn so so much um that that sounds like an incredible trip i think it's the only thing you can do that you spend money and get richer yes yes oh i love that saying yeah yes big believer of that because in it's um it takes you out of what you normally how you would normally see things you know because you're raised in a certain way you see certain people so everything's kind of how it's always been and then you know you get plucked out and go somewhere else and you're like I well I never considered this because I've never been in this type of situation with these types of people you know so I feel like it definitely um teaches you a lot yeah you know we talked about a little bit I joke about the planners I really love and get a lot of energy from someone's really passionate about something they'll take the time to do the research and plan it and then I just get to experience whatever that culture is so I have buddies I've, but I, you know, one of the things I've done a lot is travel in a group of three and threes are great because you always have a deciding vote. And I have really flexible, flexible people who are also like-minded and want that experience. So I have one buddy who's really more on the photography and the museum side of things. And he'll do research and figure out the best ones. And I'm like, yep, sign me up. Sounds great. I have another one who really likes the restaurants and the nightlife and the, and the culture and the scene. I'm like, yep, sign me up. And so um, it's really good to, to experience through other people's passions and then get that sense of local um, as soon as you go. So, and, you know, we talk about Airbnb and stuff too. Like I, I love the local feel um, because it, it gives you those experiences down the road. So rich. Oh, Wait, so you said that you, you know, you like traveling in threes and um, you get, you, you have a friend that'll like museums, another one that's like dining, a nightlife. So what are you bringing to the table guy? I think I just bring the jokes. I, I think I just bring uh, the energy, the, the levity. Um, no, it's funny. You know, I, I really like, um, I spend a lot of time just meeting people while I'm on the road. It's never okay. really been a, like a, a struggle for me. So I feel like once I don't do a lot of the pre-planning and which what that does allow me to be in the moment, right? We've, we've met so many friends um, down the road from just kind of being in the moment. And it's, it's funny because I moved out here um, to, you know, specifically the spot I'm six minutes. So I talked about that Brazil trip. I'm six minutes away from a friend who I met in JFK airport on that trip to Brazil. We just met in the airport. He lived here and like, Hey, let's, let's link up. Let's get dinner. We were there for carnival. We went to uh, a bar later that night. 
danced danced the entire night away around people, got people circling around us. <laughs> there's a there's a funny black and white photo there of like all these Brazilians just like looking at us like, wow, these guys can dance. Like things are going on here. <laughs> and then a couple months later, like uh, he was like, hey, do you want to travel to Europe a couple countries? I'm like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like I do bring a lot of the energy and I bring a lot of um, get connecting with the locals and just making new friends and acquaintances that way. That, that really truly lasts a lifetime. That's awesome. So you definitely vibe with people. You're, you're a people person. I would say so. I mean, I'm a, I'm a guy's guy and a girl's guy. I'm just, you know, I'm that guy. The connector. <laughs> so you were very appropriately named. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so in the last like five or so years, you've, you've covered a lot of ground. You've been to it's 17 countries, Yep, 17 countries, um, 30 States, four continents. That's right. Um, let's talk about that. Any highlights other, other than Brazil? Cause that, that already is like an amazing highlight. Let's talk. What, what are some highlights? You know, one of the things that was one of the last trips I did before COVID, I did um, like 20, like 30, 30 or so hours in China. Um, I went for a weekend and that was solo, entirely solo. And that, even though, you know, the four years and 16 countries up to that point and all these other states and things like that, that one still shook me a little bit. It was so interesting going, one, going that far and being by yourself. And like I said, I, I'm used to, going solo for a bit and then meeting some friends and family or something out there. This one was entirely, I was going for um, a mileage run. I was just trying to earn some points for the end of the year for some other strategic reasons. And I had a good streak going, which I'm so upset about COVID. Um, each of the years I had gone to a new world wonder. And so come November, I was like, you know what? I just want to go somewhere. I think I can figure this out. I found a really cheap flight. I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to Great Wall of China. Like, I'm just going to do it and figure it out. Um, and it was wild. China is very much a, entirely a digital currency. And it was one of the first countries I'd gone to where English isn't really a dominant language or even spoken by most. Um, a lot, there are all, a ton of people who do speak English in China, but it's, it, is not, um, it is not common. And because of the differences in the language too, you know, the tips in the, to, what to do change dramatically. Like you need to really write down the name and the address of your hotel because it's not even close from the language barrier. Well, as soon as I landed, I knew things were going to be different. I couldn't, I couldn't um, pay for like any of these rideshare apps. I had prepped um, downloading like some of their Weeble, some of their um, digital currency apps before and linked it to my bank account. I thought it was all going to work out. Turns out as soon as I get there, it's like, oh no, you need, you need a Chinese bank account for this to work. I'm like, didn't set that up. Didn't know how to do any of that. Um, couldn't figure out how to get to my hotel. Couldn't pill, didn't take any cash out because I was just really overconfident because I do that a lot. I don't plan well <laughs> up front. And uh, I ended up having to, I got to the hotel. The hotel paid my cab because I, you know, I was a diamond member and they, they really hooked me up. So JW Marriott in Beijing, thank you. Um, but I was like, wow, I'm already off to an interesting start. And then there's so many restrictions out there where Google and a lot of social media is shut down unless you use like a VPN. And so even using things like Google Maps was an issue. So trying to figure out like, okay, how am I going to understand public transportation and this and that was a real issue. And there's a lot of 
similar and it's, it's not and, and it's not to bash beijing or anything like that at all because it's very similar <laughs> to new york um if you're a tourist and like you're obviously a tourist like people will try to take advantage of you and i feel like i'm pretty savvy about that but it's just it can why it can wear you down a little bit when you're constantly kind of um checking for those things and solo travel can be a little bit harder because you don't have someone to bounce ideas off of or, or watch your back there so there was a situation where i was trying to get home from the forbidden city to, to my hotel and i ubered there somehow from from the hotel and trying to get back was it just felt impossible um and some people were trying to charge me like four or five six x when i knew the price was, so basically i had about a 15 dollar cab ride home and people were like yeah you know 100 bucks uh and i was like and I'm talking to these guys and I'm like, guys, I literally know what you're doing. <laughs> like, I know how much this costs. You can't. And they're like, no, we're not. And I'm trying to negotiate everything now. I, I highly recommend negotiating everything whenever you can. Um, yeah. It's kind of a fun thing. And I was like, you know what? I don't care. I'll just walk a bit. And just anytime I'm in the social region, I just walked a little further, um, get out of the touristy spots. And I end up finding someone who did it for 10 bucks and I gave him 30. Like, thank you for being a good person. Right. Um, but it's wild how no matter how much travel experience you have, um, you still have, you always learn something else. And, you know, I had so much fun doing that trip, but it, it was definitely one of the things that like took me out of my comfort zone. And that's one of the things I love about travel is just pushing yourself, finding a new gear, finding solutions and, and, and figuring it out. And then kind of, you know, one, having a good story, but two, just, you just get so much experience from it. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, I've definitely been in those situations and you're just like, oh my God, like, can this just, it, it's, it's interesting. Like, you know, when you are solo and you are in those situations, you, you have your guard up, you're trying to like problem solve. And then you kind of feel like you're having like not the best time in that moment, but you also feel like proud of yourself later on. You're like, Hey, I, I got through this. I, uh, I figured it out. Yeah, I figured it out. I mean, I, I did work. <laughs> it's such an accomplishment too, just knowing, yeah, you know, I could have panicked. I could have freaked out. I, I could have done this, this and that, but no, I, I found a way to figure it out. I'm home. I'm safe. I mean, my, my life philosophy for the most part is like, okay, if I'm not dead and I'm not in jail, I think I'm going to be okay. <laughs> I think I'm going to figure this out. And I just kind of have that mindset and it, it is such a sense of accomplishment to do solo travel. Yes, for sure. Um, let's talk about your your new home. Your your well, it's your home, um, San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk bank. about the Bay Area. <laughs> yeah. Since moving there, what are some things that um, when well, I don't know if many friends or family have um, come visit you, but if they're going, what are some things that you that you can't miss in San Francisco? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so not a lot of people have come out yet, but it's funny because this week alone, I think I've been on like three or four Zoom calls, like planning logistics for like travel is open. The state is open now. As of the 15th, June 15th, um, the state is open and people are like, yeah, when can I be there? Uh, and so now we're trying to figure out calendars and stuff, stuff like that. Um, there's a couple of things in the city itself, if, which feels great. I love doing a lot of things like Mission, the Mission Neighborhood. Um, Dolores Park. There's so many restaurants, so many things for for food. But 
maybe I'll talk about a little bit about the Bay. Cause San, I mean, San Francisco is, is kind of easy. It, that's an easy Google. Um, but there's so much around, there's so many like just awesome day trips in, in, in the Bay area and just NorCal in general. Um, or that whole stretch actually from like LA to, to San Fran. So we did one of the things we want to do more than anything is one of the first things we did was PCH. We just hopped on route one and explored and the coast is gorgeous. You feel like you're just at the edge of, edge of the country and you're like wow like this 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 is actually is that <laughs> um so we have we have like our parents coming in a couple of weeks and we're thinking about monterey and carmel by the sea such a great spot for for food it's a little bit slower paced but it's gorgeous and it's quaint a lot of the architecture um they've preserved um so you really get that that kind of culture and that vibe the views are fantastic um shopping and hiking and things like that so that that's one kind of low hanging fruit um, the other, other area I like a lot and been exploring more of is like just Marin, Marin County in general. So just, um, over the Golden Gate and think about like Sausalito and that area, um, Mount Tamapias, which as a photography nerd, and especially with someone with a drone, it's just gorgeous. I mean, you have to get there, um, early, but you have Carl the Fog that just rolls in and it's, it's something unreal. It's just, it, it's nothing that I would have ever expected to see in the East coast. Um, so I think that part is gorgeous. Um, and then obviously like going north of that, Napa and Sonoma. So <laughs> we have a lot of people who want to hang out, um, are, are planning to do our wine country days, um, which one of us is going to have to volunteer as tribute. So, you know, you asked like, what do I bring? I'm going to vo- end up volunteering as tribute and being the tour guide and, and being the, the DD <laughs> on <Yeah>. these trips. <laughs> um, it's, it's awesome. It's, you know, there's a lot of sun, there's a lot of drinking, um, a lot of food, um, which is all going to be great. And a lot of the people want to do that. And then even north of that is Tahoe, which I had actually, one of the reasons I wanted to come out here in the first place is I had done Tahoe so many times in the winter for snowboarding. It's one of my, it's one of my favorite spots. It's its own little um, closed community, it feels like. It's very close. Um, and there's some mountains right there, straight in the center of like downtown South Lake Tahoe, and it's gorgeous. But I hadn't really done it in the in the summer, which is where it's most popular. It's gorgeous. Lake Tahoe itself is amazing. Just the bluest of blues for lake. There's the kayaking, um, paddle boarding, um, a lot of a lot of cool things you can do with your drone and photography as well. The hiking is unreal. Um, so those are some of the things like we're as we're coming up we're starting to plan kind of in this area with friends and family as they start to visit. Um, and then, you know, if I think about in the city, we just, this actually this weekend, a couple of days ago, the, the A's were playing against San Francisco. We were getting the, got to go to our first baseball game and who knows how long and had the fireworks. And so I'm really excited to see how many things start to open back up and, and really get, get a vibe of the city. You know, we are here, since fire season <laughs> uh, about a year ago. And now we feel like, yeah, we got to be here at least another year to actually um, actually get the full vibes of the Bay. I love it. Um, I want to rewind a little bit. I did not know that the fog had a name. <laughs> <laughs> Carl the fog. <laughs> I didn't know it was Carl. I know Carl. that is so Carl. funny. It's so adorable, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, Carl's out again. <laughs> Carl, Carl likes to hang out in the morning, but then, you know, he's like, he's basically a photographer. Like he's, he's up early and he's like, you know, at midday, I'm just going to take a nap. He's just hides. He's just chilling. <laughs> Sometimes you'll get him in the afternoon, but yeah, Carl the fog. It's a thing. <laughs> it really so, is. 
so since you're a photographer, does the fog, do you think it enhances some of the photos that you've been taking in San Francisco or do you think it is getting in the way? What kind of, what kind of relationship do you have with Carl in that Carl sense? Carl and I are <laughs> Carl and I are best friends. You know, he, he's inconsistent. He doesn't always show up when I, so I think Carl enhances, I think fog in general provides this it's movement so one of the things when i first started photography there are and i'm i would say i'm an amateur at best like there are some amazing photographers out there especially in the bay area and one of the things when i was starting with photography i was getting a little bit like dejected on is like how do i make this picture look any different than anyone else's like you're doing the golden gate or you're doing you're doing um brooklyn bridge on the east coast right you have these landmarks that You've seen a fount, you you know, you go to Instagram, you do the hashtag, you do the location, you're like, my photo looks like their photo. Who cares? And that that just like was super boring to me. One of the things I love to do is long exposures where you're starting to capture the movement in the photo. And those are never the same. And so when you're introducing something like the fog that's rolling and it's long and slow and you it's so much more dynamic, the fog is fantastic, in my opinion. Um it's, it's tr your photos are going to be a lot more unique holistically. And, and so I'm actually upset when I can't capture the fog. Girl, uh, where are you, Carl? Yeah. Like, what are you, come on, man. <laughs> just, just be here on my schedule. <laughs> I, I love that you embrace the fog. Cause I mean, and you're right. It does add like this, you know, cool element. Um, it could really like make something look a little bit more whimsical or just, mm. It has a whole, a whole look to it. As long as it's, I mean, not totally covering whatever your subject is. Right, but, um. right. There's times where you're trying to get the Golden Gate, and it's like, but I can't <laughs> see the Golden Gate. Like a little too much, man. I know you've been hitting the gym, but can you can you tone down a little bit? <laughs> oh my God! Right. Yeah. Like that's like the one thing you don't want it to get. Like, please don't cover the Golden Gate completely. <laughs> It's it's wild. The one thing I didn't realize about the like I've heard it a thousand times. I'm like, yeah, sure, haha. Ha, like, is the microclimates like you'll be you'll be in a neighborhood and the temperature will jump ten to fifteen degrees in fifteen minutes and then go back the other direction. You're like, what just happened? It is so confusing how if you're driving in the city, it the weather entirely changes. <laughs> right. So layers. Layers. <laughs> layers. Oh. You always have to have layers, which is fine. I mean, I think you look better in layers. It's, you know, you have, you have more freedom. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, what would you say is one thing um, all people need to say yes to while traveling? Um, you know, it's funny. I am the pickiest eater of all time. Like, I don't do pizza. I don't do... <gasps> Things that most people would call sacrilegious. Um, Garfield would fight you, actually. I know <laughs> that for sure. That is that is an absolute <laughs> fact. But cat, cats and I are like, we're biffles. Like, definitely a cat person, so we're fine. Um, I really like people. I would encourage people to try the local cuisine, whatever it is. And so there's been times where I've put, like, crickets in my mouth, um, like cricket tacos, and just just try it. Just try it. And I don't like many foods, but... There's so many other things that I've explored. Like even out here, the thing I would like, I came out here in 2016, first time I had sushi and I'm like, and it, like, I would have like, people who know me, know me well, are like, yeah, dude, guy would never eat sushi. Like, that's crazy. Came out here. I was like, if I'm going to have sushi, it's going to be, it's going to be out here in California, no doubt. 
um, and it was fantastic, you know, and now it's something that's in my resume. So I think the growth there and pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone is really the true theme. And for me, that translates to like trying, trying local food and things like that. Although I'd be really afraid of some countries where I'm like, this just isn't going to work. Cause like, if I try something <laughs> and it doesn't work, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll just order a burger. Like it's fine. There's some countries that it's like, you just, you just can't get that. And I'm like, uh, do I really want to go to that country. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good, yeah. I never really thought about that too much, but I, I mean, I consider myself a little bit more of an adventurous eater. I'm just like, as long as I don't die, but yeah, I've definitely gotten sick. As long as you don't die or end up in jail, you're fine. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh my God. Um, what has had the biggest impact on your life of travel? Um, for me, it would be the understanding that I can do it. I, I grew up never thinking it would be possible to afford it. Um, so much of my family is still within 500 feet of each other, it feels like. And then Connecticut itself is such a bubble where you don't even know there's a world out there. So, you know, one of my biggest fears what is, is this parallel. I'm thinking like Marvel Universe where there's alternate timelines. Um, and I just hadn't, hadn't been able to do it. Like I hadn't been able to figure out how to afford the travel and, and go as much as, as I do. Um, I've just, I attribute every, I attribute so much of my growth and things that I've learned from travel, right? Like when I think about my education in college, going to school for finance, getting the job, um, doing corporate and things like that. So much of what I've learned is from like almost the apprenticeship model, just being around people, um, who've done it, who've been professionals in the industry for whatever many years so much of culture that I've learned about other people and perspective has been traveling and, and being there. So finding ways to be able to afford and do, do much more of that is, is definitely the must key. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So Guy, oh. we love talking about exploring um, your backyard just because with when the pandemic did hit, we were very limited. And I feel like we don't really know our area very well um mm. so what's next on the list for you to explore in your hood Ooh, that's a great one um and you know I, I was a little i was kicking myself too we were talking about some of the best things in the bay area how did i forget oakland <laughs> oakland is amazing we went out to brunch yesterday at a spot and i've uh i'm in i'm in walnut creek so i'm just like a little, little on the east bay a little bit out and uh, so i'm like just past oakland and when you look at Uber, this is a weird story, but like, as you look up Uber Eats and stuff like that, everything just feels so healthy like compared to like in New York, if it's 2am and I want burger or pizza or anything. Like I can just get that and things close and things are just very healthy that deliver. I'm like, eh, I don't know about all that. Um, I just really wanted some like Southern food or something. And I, and then we're like, fine, let's find a spot. And it was in Oakland. Oakland has some amazing culture restaurants um, there's some like museums, there's like clubs, there's hip hop, there's bars, there's these divey spots, um, there's shows, there's so mm -hmm. much in Oakland that to me has been unexplored and, you know, equivalent to like Brooklyn, but better <laughs> in a lot of ways. So this is, so Oakland and even like, 
um, Almada, Almeida uh, as well is kind of close to that. I think that's the next area we're going to start to explore. Um, just really learn what Oakland is all about. Nice. Oh, you're going to have so much fun. My cousin lives there and she just loves it. She loves, loves, loves Oakland. So um, I think you'll have such a great time. There's a lot going on there that you wouldn't expect and definitely a lot, like a really great food scene. Yeah, I'm super excited for the food scene. I think there's so many different cultures and blends that mix there and um, it's going to be, it's going to be good. And especially now that things are open and it's so close. Um, and to your point, we we're really about, you know, my girlfriend and I really love just kind of exploring local and uh, that's why we moved here. Like we, we wanted to get more of this element for as long as we're here. No, that's awesome. I, I feel like Oakland definitely gets glanced over. My first time in Oakland was like only a couple months ago. And I was like, why, like, why have I never been here before? I've been to San Francisco a bunch of times, but yeah, I, I love that. It's like this I don't know cool like second city in compared like in comparison to San Francisco but it has yeah. like so much it, it just has like this realness to it and um yeah I I I was pleasantly surprised so you know I always draw parallels east coast west coast like San Fran and New York um and there's so many parallels where I think New York City all the boroughs all five boroughs is the greatest city on earth full stop and the challenge is, is you go past the city, you have, you don't have a lot like Westchester is not my jam. Jersey is not really my jam. All that like Long Island, not really my jam. Um, so there's so much culture and food and entertainment and arts and, and things like that in the city here in the Bay area, it's almost flipped. Like there's a ton of things to do in the in San Fran, like don't get me wrong. Um, but there's so much more to do outside of the city. Um, which I think is, is, is really cool from that perspective. Oh, definitely. Um, all right, guy, I have the last question for you. Why do you travel? Oh, for, for me, that's easy. Um, I travel for the culture. I learn so much more and, you know, I'm, I've recently learned more about myself during COVID, which is fun and how people learn and adapt. And there's visual learners and there's audio, you know, learners. So anyone listening to this podcast, probably, you know, a lot of people are in the audio function. I'm very kinetic in my learning. I like to go do something and feel it and kind of touch it and explore it and to really wrap my head around it. Um, I, I just learn more from, from going places and seeing um, how other people live has opened up so much more of like, and I, I go back to that bubble, that bubble culture in Connecticut. You know, my graduating high school class was 92 kids. I knew what everyone in my high school had for breakfast, no doubt. Um, <laughs> and then you go into some of these cities and you're like, I literally cannot collect all the history that it, it's not possible for me to, to fathom. And, and there's so much to learn from that and grow. So I always look at it as, especially like travel, travel younger, because your memories are something that only gets better over time, right? Like they, they occur in value, they, they gain interest, they're a good asset versus, you know, if you were just going to wait and, and save all your money and things like that and then travel later, it's like, no, I want to have a history of 60 years of travel, not 
wait till I'm 60 to start. And so, yeah, that, that's for me why I travel. Yes. So well said. I love that. Thank you, Guy. Um, yeah, this is, this is amazing. Um, where can everyone find you? Where can we follow Travel with Guy? I am on all the socials. The probably the easiest one is uh, Travel with Guy on Instagram. I also have a podcast, The Last Plane Home, is named after that feeling you get when you're willing to literally take the last plane home because your trip is so good. Um, it was inspired in that Brazil trip. I actually <laughs> moved my flight. I landed at 6 a.m. in New York and was in the office by 9 a.m. and had the shower. So that last plane home feeling is... Uh, you know, is, is where that came from. So last plane home, new episodes, uh, usually on Mondays, we travel, we talk about um, travel tips and how to afford budget. I do a lot of points and miles. And so there's actually um, a link on the travel with guy website that lets you do like a little mini course um, that helps you plan your first trip for free and how that works. So, and then we actually started a YouTube channel too. So that's new and growing as well. So all of it's travel with guy, you can find me in all the socials. You are busy, busy guy. Um, so <laughs> awesome. Everyone yeah, check out Travel with Guy. We're going to link everything in the description. Um, thank you again so much. I, it's always a pleasure and we just loved hearing your stories. We learned a lot like about Carl, about <laughs> the mystery spot. <laughs> no, this is awesome. I, lo I love just hanging out and chatting with you guys and we had a we got to figure out a time to link up now that things are open. I'm sure we'll, we'll do something live at some point. I got to come down. You know, one of the things I have is a, I'm trying to hit all 30 baseball stadiums. I've done four in California of the five. The one I'm missing is Anaheim. Dodger Stadium so. is the best one. <laughs> oh, I love Dodger so Stadium. So just don't even bother at this point. <laughs> just come here for the rest of them. <laughs> Deal. Aww, guy wants to go to Angel Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why, but sure, you can do that. That's an culture. option. Listen, it's a choice. I went to the, I went to the one. In, I went to the Oakland Coliseum, and it is by far one of the worst stadiums itself, but one of the best culture. I mean, is everyone? I'm we're going. I'm in this game. I know we're side. Like we went to this game, and Oakland is losing terribly, and everyone is in the stands, like dancing and having fun. I was like, this is freaking awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely go to the games for the atmosphere. It's never uh, to watch the game. No, no, it's <laughs> no, not. No, the, the atmosphere in Dodger Stadium is really, really good. The food is really, really good. And the stadium itself is awesome. So I think we have everything. But I, I mean, I might be biased, but I, <laughs> I know that I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll check it, it out. Uh Awesome. Well, thanks again, Guy, and we'll see everyone next time. Thank you. Awesome. Bye, guys. Thanks so much. Cheers. All right. That's our episode. Please remember to subscribe and follow for new episodes dropping every Tuesday. If you enjoyed our show and our guests, please feel free to follow us on Instagram at Oh My Travel Podcasts at the Wild Explorer, and at Martha Gets It. And please feel free to share this with your friends and leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. Bye. Bye.